Hi, and welcome to And If Love Remains. I'm your host, Mike Lovett, and today um, we're going to continue my exploration of um, 2 Nephi chapter 2 in the Book of Mormon. Um, if you want a little intro and, and what we talked about before, um, I'll put a link in the show notes to where we started. Um, but I'm starting with chapter 2 because it's one of my favorite chapters. It's Lehi. Um, who is giving a blessing similar to Jacob to his 12 sons in the Bible. Lehi is giving blessings to his sons. And in this particular chapter, he is blessing Jacob. Um, and we're going to start with in verse 8. We went through the first seven verses before. So verse 8, uh, Lehi says, Wherefore? And this is These are important verses. We're just going to go through like two or three today. He says, Wherefore, how great the importance to make these things known unto the inhabitants of the earth, that they may know that there is no flesh that can dwell in the presence of God, save it be through the merit and mercy and grace of the Holy Messiah, who layeth down his life according to the flesh, and taketh it again by the power of the Spirit, that he may bring to pass uh, the resurrection of the dead being the first that should rise. There's a ton there. I want to focus on this. This is a um, man who lived 600 years before uh, Christ came, and he is telling his son of what is to come. He is saying that it is important that we make known unto all the inhabitants of the earth that you can't, you can't dwell with God. You can't be with God. You're not good enough. Nobody's good enough. We're all sinners. We all fall short. And we all know that in our hearts. Save it be by the merits and mercy and grace of the Holy Messiah. That's only through Christ. He's the way. He's the only way. And again, he's telling Jacob this because uh, Jacob has gone through so many trials in his life, according to, to what he says. And, and he's trying to explain to, to uh, Jacob how these trials bring meaning to life. And one of the things we need to understand is that uh, it is through Christ that trials are brought to meaning. In other words, there is no meaning to life unless there is God who swallows up all sin and can make it holy, make it set apart for our good. Okay, verse 9, wherefore he, meaning Christ, is the first fruits unto God, inasmuch as he shall make intercession for all the children of men, that they that believe in him shall be saved. Seems pretty simple to me. So, Christ will make intercession for all the children of men, not some, not a few, but all, so that those that believe in him shall be saved. Not might be saved, shall be saved. And then verse 10, and this is an important part of this verse. And because of the intercession for all, 
So Christ has interceded for all of us. All men come unto God. So, okay, we got to think about this for a second. If the intercession is for all and all men will come to God, at some point, all men will come to believe in God and will come to believe in Christ. And, I mean, I don't know how much clearer Lehi can be, at least to, to Jacob here, that, that all men will come unto God and that all men, therefore, I guess by definition, I mean, if you see, you be, will believe in him and be saved. Um, wherefore, continuing in verse 10, wherefore they stand in the presence of him to be judged of him. Okay. So we're going to be judged, right? So we're going to stand before God to be judged of him. Judged by perfection. Judged by a bar that is un- that we cannot reach. Wherefore they stand in the presence of him to be judged of him according to the truth and holiness which is in him. So... I think, I think this needs to be clarified, not the truth and holiness, which is in the person that is being judged. The him that he's talking about is God according to the truth and holy. So that's the bar. That's the bar. Wherefore the ends of the law, which the Holy one Christ hath given unto the inflicting of punishment, which is affixed which punishment is affixed. So there is a punishment affixed for anybody who does not meet this bar. And why? It's affixed so that there's opposition to that of happiness, which is also affixed. Which is also affixed. So you have to have happiness and you have to have punishment. Otherwise, you're in a stated state. You are in status quo you are immovable you you there is there's nothing to compare to there's no life you're dead there's no meaning how can you have meaning if you cannot compare how do i know w whether a color is red or blue if they look the same if i'm colorblind how can i tell the difference between red and blue for example if all i see is black and white i can't I can't distinguish the two. So how can I tell the difference between happiness and punishment if I don't understand the difference? And I can only understand the difference if I understand punishment. Because in order to understand punishment, I have to have a bar set that nobody can reach, which is perfection. Because we all need to understand that life is like that 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 death begets us all, like we fall short. And there is a punishment affixed. It is true. But here's the great hope. It's in the last part of this one verse. So uh, let me back up. Which punishment that is affixed is in opposition to that of the happiness which is affixed to answer the ends of the atonement. So the answer is that Yes, we have this punishment. We have this happiness, this unreachable, this longing happiness. C.S. Lewis talked about longing. 
great art. We long for great art because uh, it is not for the art in itself, but because it points to the even greater thing that we all desire and is unreachable in this life. That happiness, that godly eternal life that God wishes for us, that we are built to receive and is unattainable. Imagine that. Have you ever had regrets in your life? I have. Have you ever had regrets in your life because you felt you were built to do something, you were created to do something and didn't do it? I felt that way. We were created to live with and be like God. We are his children. And yet we cannot attain it. That's the ultimate regret. That's hell. And yet, all men will come and believe and answer the ends through what? Through the atonement. The answer is the atonement. It is Christ who has performed that, this atonement for all men. And that's the great hope that we have. And that's what Lehi is saying to Jacob. Your struggles, the things that you, that, that, um, the problems that we have in life, um, the, the, the true tragedies that you've seen in your life, Jacob, the true tragedies that we've seen in our lives, has meaning because they can be made holy through Christ. And that's how our experience is made for our good. All right, we're going to stop there. Just a quick one today, but I'd like to, you know, I think I'm going to keep doing this. Appreciate you guys. I hope you enjoy this little delving into something I think is really important. Again, Lehi is the man. He is super smart, and we're just like skimming the surface. I may go through this chapter three or four times. There's so much good stuff. Um, anyway, uh, this is Mike Levitt, and you have been listening to And If Love Remains. Bye.